Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to True Romance. Uh, This is not Carolina Barlow, it's actually Devin Leary. And I'm here with a friend of the pod, friend of myself, I would say. Friend to animals, friend to nature. You might say that. Friend friend to many who who are lucky enough. And that is Beth Jacobs-Cohen. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Beth. I, I'm really excited. You know, it's like every time I listen back to the two episodes that you previously co-hosted with us, I just feel like it just brings something that's really lacking from the other episodes, um, which is just like a second funny, lighthearted person in addition to me. And so yeah. it means... I'm here, by the way. It's Carolina Barlow. I'm also a host of the True Romance podcast. Sorry, there's some background noise. Anyway, we've heard your voices. We've heard you listeners. We know what you want. A new co-host. And we are happy to announce you have one. Effective today. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. I just want the True Romance (laughs) listeners to know that I am injured. I am in a cast right now while they pull these shenanigans. Yeah, no, they knew. They knew. It was actually part of the survey we did. They actually reached out. A listener reached out and said, hey, heard about the surgery. Sounds like an opportunity, question mark. (laughs) And I said, listen. That hand surgery can't be good on her voice. She She can't. She's not at her best. I kept telling Carolina, she's like, I'm actually completely fine to record the episode. I was like, you're not at your best. You're not. They kept telling you me to rest. You sound like shit. You sound like shit. You need help. Something's wrong. <laughs> Why are you trying to say that nicely? How did they even? What I'm trying to say is you sound like shit. How did they even let you out of the hospital sounding like that after that surgery? We were like, oh, you're not making sense. <laughs> they literally did. The nurses were saying like, oh, you were so funny when you were high. You kept on asking for your mommy. Oh, that's like, a regular Tuesday, um, bitch. <laughs> is she here, though? Mommy? 
She does. Carolina does say mommy. Having been at her parents' house, uh, including this weekend when I had a panic attack and called Carolina's mommy to pick me up. Um, it's I true. I do hear Carolina saying, mommy, will you make me a sandwich? Mommy? <laughs> Mama? Yeah. Oh, wait. She's going to think I'm calling oh, no. her. Carolina. Yes, that's um, true, listeners. I am recording from my home. I heard that the fact that you're still breastfeeding is helping with the recovery. <laughs> Um, how do you experience that? I, I just, you know, was wondering. <laughs> Once I latched, I never stopped. And that was yeah, seven, no, eight years good. ago. Yeah, no solid foods. Never had, never had a solid food. Oh, wait, I was picturing that, like, you were saying that Carolina is breastfeeding a baby. So I was like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> but, like, I don't know the, like, how to go with this bit. No, it's that I am a giant oh, okay. baby. It's that she's 38 years old and still breastfeeding. I'm 38 that. years old and still She's um, pushing 40. And, <laughs> and my mom's one of those hippie moms who's like, hey, it's not on my clock, okay? I'm along for the uh, ride. She's ready. It's what my baby whenever wants. She's ready. Whatever Gaia guides my baby to do, I follow. Um, how are you really feeling, Carolina? I'm good. I'm good. I'm grateful for my doctors and nurses. And I am just getting ready to basically go into another kind of isolation. Yeah. There's something where you can't participate in many activities that you're like, all right, see you guys later. I mean, if anything, the pandemic warmed me up for this. It's only going to be like a few months, but... At least you have Devin nearby. Beth, really, please don't push that because I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying and to get. And she's on the payroll. <laughs> I keep saying you can come over whenever no, you want. No, I love coming whenever over there want. so much. I literally feel so much warmth and safety in your house. And I have, I've already cried there three, four times since I have been in LA. I will say though, it's something that's really funny is that as long as we've known each other, like my family's never really seen Devin with me. So they don't really understand like the abusive tactics that <laughs> she uses against me sometimes. So I had a really funny experience uh, last week that I wanted to talk about, which was that I finally matched with someone on Raya that I've actually met before. And I've had a crush on before, like years ago. Like I'm, I first met him when I was 22 and was like, Oh, who's that? I, he's so funny. I have a really big crush on him. I match with him on Raya. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Immediately text Devin. Devin's like in what can only be described as uh, the voice of a villain in some <laughs> cartoon. Like, text him, message him right now, message him right now. Like Mufasa. Mufasa? I think oh, he he's gone. Okay. I think. <laughs> Oh, okay. Mufasa's the villain to you. Tells me everything I need to know about you, Carolina. <laughs> but go on. Okay, I don't remember Tell me it. who you are without telling me who you are. Mufasa's the villain. Okay. Mufasa's Racist. the villain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you stormed so the Capitol. I'm, okay, we understand. Got it. Okay, yes, I stormed the Capitol. There we go. <laughs> So Devin tells me to message him. I'm like, I'm not going to message him. I don't like, I'm about to go to this hand surgery. I'm going to have a cast or I'm going to go on a date when I'm wearing a cast. No. And also if I message him, he'll remember that he met me. He won't be into me, blah, blah, blah. 
negative self-talk, as my therapist would say. So then a few days pass. Devin's at my house. We're all hanging out. And suddenly she looks across the table. My mom's in the room. And Devin looks across the table and says, have you messaged um, that guy? And I'm like, oh, no. And she's like, what's what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you? My mom sort of looks up like, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I I don't know. Who's going to want to date someone who's wearing a cast? She's like, oh, you think that's reasonable? <laughs> if you, if someone wouldn't date you with a cast, I would say they are a very ill person. What are you talking about? No, no, no. What are you talking about? So you think that's normal? If you liked a guy and said that I don't want to date him because he's wearing a cast, do you think that would be normal? Devin suddenly started acting like this villain, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know Santa Claus? That was Devin, yeah. like evil. Oh my God, it was terrifying. You know, she suddenly started mean? acting like Mother Teresa. You know what I mean? I haven't seen the movie okay. in a while. Is that a, is that a crime? Anyway, so then I just decide, fuck it. I'm going to text him. That's good. Thank God she was there truly. Um, I... I know. And then I texted him and we flirted for a little bit. Um, And it was like a day that I got to flirt with someone. And it was the first time in like over a year that I was like, wait, maybe there is a romantic future with me. Not with this person. I mean, yeah, for a day I was fixated on that, but like in general. And it got me, I was so grateful for it. And I really am so glad I texted him, even though he didn't end up asking me out, which is just not even something I'm going to worry yeah, about because I've like matched them. with people who are cute and I've never messaged them. So I'm just like, this is a part of the dating process. But at the same time, it was just such a relief to flirt with someone and to want yeah. to. So what do you call what you do you know? with your mailman? <laughs> call that fucking. I just call that sex. Oh, okay. that's um, the difference. I get it. I call that uh, doggy style. Um <laughs> But today on the pod, well, speaking of the internet, we wanted to talk about stalking and scrolling. But first, we we have, we have some, some headlines. headlines to get into. And the first is something that I need to cover with specifically Beth here. Mm. And that is Scooter Braun getting separated after he went into what Page Six calls a, quote, psycho-spiritual retreat. Beth? He's just looking for sympathy. Honestly, I can't even begin it with him because I was even looking at the description of the Hoffman process and it was like, when you feel like you've been wronged and your relationships are tortured or whatever. I mean, it's all just him trying to, to be like, everything yeah. that Tyler's friends did to me put me in a dark place and he deserved every mean comment he got. He deserves totally all the abuse. Um, totally anyway, agree. no. I, I love everyone posting now that they're getting divorced, you know, quoting that woman by Taylor Swift. Your oh. enemies will defeat themselves before you get a chance to swing. I oh. mean, it's just like, yeah, I think he had it coming. What are your thoughts? He definitely had it coming. I've seen a lot of Dumois, meaning yeah. Beth or her sister Jess has texted me a lot of Dumois yeah. about possibility of him being a serial cheater, which obviously I believe and when I was reading the article and everything he is quoted as saying is in the article is him like mansplaining spiritual recovery. And I, it's like, wait, so even in this moment where you're saying that you had to go into a quote, psycho spiritual retreat because your marriage fell apart, you're taking that opportunity to mansplain and be like, listen, when you're not present, you really just got to look at yourself and save yourself first. Like, fuck you. 
I always like I do have like slightly some like very intuitive powers, I believe. And I just knew from the moment I saw him that he is someone who sleeps around. Yeah, he's just a cheater. He's just a cheater. First of all, his name is Scooter. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, that's someone who cheats. Like if someone, if you were like, oh, I'm, I met this guy. He's like a business. He's a music manager. His name's Scooter. I would be like, I'd be like Devin. Okay, call your mom. That sounds pretty toxic. <laughs> call your mom. Call my mom. The call only my thing mom. I don't understand is why they're saying like, but we're still best friends. I hate that. That's what everyone says, isn't no. it? No, I think it's usually just like, give us our privacy kind of thing. Like, we're both dedicated to co-parenting and da 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 but not like, our friendship, it, literally they said, our friendship has never been better. We've never been better. That's true. I mean, it's true that this is a thing because remember Army Hammer and his wife did that thing where oh. they were like, we're <laughs> best friends. And then it came out that he actually eats people and she doesn't like that, I guess. Um, yeah. He doesn't eat people. He eats their heart and their ribs. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm easily charmed by people co-parenting. I think it's like a really cool thing when people get along with their exes. And I think in general, people get self-conscious about like breaking up or splitting up. And so it's a way to like maintain control over the narrative. To make the narrative be that he's like a great guy, I think. Yes. 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 I mean, that's the thing that I'm interested in is that, like, I think it's very bad. He has, I think he completely fucked up as a business person. Like, now the fact that you're represented by Scooter Braun is, like, gross to most people. I was at a premiere, not to brag, and they, people were getting thanked and everyone was clapping, clapping, clapping. And then Scooter Braun got thanked at one point. And it was, like, slow clap, crickets, like the really oh that makes me so happy hushed i didn't know the whole world turned on him yet yet i think like he's obviously someone who's still really really powerful but if you think about it like if three people fired him he would basically have no company yeah well i wish him nothing but the worst things (laughs) okay so jason sudeikis what is this carolina you threw this in Jason Sudeikis recently spoke to GQ about his divorce from, or not his divorce, his breakup with Olivia Wilde. And it was actually kind of sad because I felt like he was someone who was trying to act like he had it together, um, but was still uh, very clearly not at all together. Like he compared himself to a Avengers superhero and said that hitting bottom is okay but you can either collapse into a bunch of bones or you can uh, land like an avenger yikes and he said that he's gonna land like an avenger was it was this a joke but or like a sincere sentiment no it was a sincere didn't sentiment. he also say like and he couldn't he figure talk- out why they broke up but he'll like understand in a year from now or something Okay, this is what I thought was kind of fucked up. He said, I'll have a better understanding of why in a year and an even better one in two and an even greater one in five, which I think is good advice. But then he says, and it'll go from being, you know, a book of my life to becoming a chapter to a paragraph to a line to a word to a doodle. And I was like, didn't they have kids together? Oh, <laughs> they have two kids. That's going to be a doodle. That's going to be a fucking doodle like, to you? Yikes. Listen, I have no idea how hard it would be to 
be basically if my ex was dating Harry Styles or the equivalent of like Dua Lipa, I would be like really hurt. Um, but that was another thing is that he talks about accepting the Golden Globe when he's like his eyes are bloodshot and he's in a hoodie. And he says, I was neither high nor heartbroken. And I'm like, it's the whole it's the same thing when you're trying to like maintain the narrative. Like, I'm yeah, good. that was not. Why don't you just say like like anyone else? It was awkward going through a breakup. Yeah. Uh, OK, so next headline Chloe Kardashian, quote, laughed after her ex-boyfriend, Tristan Thompson, took a childish swipe at her ex-husband, Lamar Odom, on Instagram. Childish is actually not the word. I know. I sent this to Carolina, actually, on Instagram. I sent her the comments thing, and I just was like, oh, my God, look, Lamar, Lamar and Chloe. Like, I he's know. Hitting on her. That was, like, part of my, like, excitement, too, even though he probably is too toxic for her. I know. And then Carolina's like, wait, what the fuck with the comment? And I didn't even see that right below it. Tristan Thompson threatened to kill Lamar. <laughs> like he brought up his OD like Lamar just wrote like I think he gave like the fire. He, emoji. he said hottie, two fire emojis, two heart eye emojis, heart and then two blushing with hearts emojis. Yeah. So he was just like whatever flirting with her. By the way, she's been cheated on not once, not twice, but three plus yeah. times. Tristan has humiliated her beyond. And then Tristan comments, Lamar, at Lamar Odom, God brought you back the first time, meaning that God brought you to life after you nearly OD'd. Play if you want different results. And then, the, you know, I'm going to kill you. Should I don't. <laughs> so, I'm gonna yeah. Kill you. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to kill, kill you. What? I'm going to. I don't know. You, I don't know. You went through. What's the problem? <laughs> No, I mean, you see the difference I in these. was like, why did we have to we go there? We don't have to go there, but we also see the difference in these two comments from these men as featured on the Daily Mail website, which is our source for many of these headlines. Uh, Real Tristan 13, two hearts and two drooling emojis. Ew. And his comment gets 1,049 likes. And then Lamar's hottie with all the beautiful, stunning heart eye emojis gets 10,301 mm. likes. Guess there you have who it. won? All of those are from yeah, me. I know, there you all, have it. It's all me and Carolina just over and over again. Um, so, yeah, I think that. And then the article is basically saying that, like, Chloe said it was childish, but that she laughed at it. And I was like, okay, obviously I would be riding on this high for months if like my two exes were competing i know for me in the comments. my god can you imagine i think it's embarrassing when tristan comments like hard eyes on chloe's pictures like it's so embarrassing like i'm like stop like you're just embarrassing her more it's just the uh, guy who everyone knows is cheating on you trying to look good in the public eye or like the day after they broke up being like i love you to the best partner ever it's like you are not exactly together. Kim said it after the first time he was caught cheating on keeping up. She said that basically like the family confronted him and that he got like really upset. And she was like, I don't think he's sorry. She was like, I think he's embarrassed. Yes. I don't think he's sorry. And and I that really stuck with me because I think it is the truth. Like, oh, you want to look good. You don't actually care about right. like hurting this woman at all. Final headline is going to be a part of our Benefer segment. Benefer? I hardly knew her. Very popular segment. 
And it is that Jennifer Lopez likes a buff throwback photo of boyfriend Ben Affleck shared by a Benifer fan account. Um, I guess she's just like us is really the sub headline. This picture was hot too. I was going to like it. And then I saw that they, someone had posted. Yeah. An account called Lopez Affleck posted a photo of Ben in a believe in Boston t-shirt. So you guys don't seem to be talking about the fact that this relationship is potentially fake. And I want, in fact, we don't seem to be talking about that. No, and I've, I've been listening closely the past few episodes being like, are we going to address the obvious or are we just going to not? But okay, yeah, no, they're not going to. They're not going to talk about it. So well, I come here to talk about the potential. All right. So what's what do you have to say? I mean, I just like, let's not be, let's not be stupid. I mean, like, I think that. Can we not I be know, stupid? Girls, come on. You're a college educated woman. Not really. I want... Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> I want in my heart of hearts for them to be real. And I don't think that it is mutually exclusive that like they could either A, be having a real relationship and B, also like totally this just right. be a PR or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's like you've seen on Demois, like people predict when they're going to do like the pap walks, like, ooh, big pap walk coming tomorrow. And then it's like, oh, they were in Disneyland with the kids. And like, oh, they're in matching outfits strolling in the Hamptons. And, like, you don't think that she knew that this was going to get picked up, that, like, she liked a picture of him and it's a throwback. Right. Like, do you really think she just was genuinely, like, on her Discover no. page? Yeah. <laughs> you think that. You think that, don't you? No, Beth, that's not what I thought when I pasted this link into the document for the episode. That's not what I was thinking. No, I was not thinking that. Jennifer, I am freaking out. No, I am. And honestly, like, <laughs> Oh my God, what mean... is happening? I'm freaking out. Like, that's I'm not what I was thinking. Out. She stars. They're just like us. That is actually how you. That is how I said that. Isn't that? This. That's is what she wrote. What I said. Oh my God. I, would I said that. I she said, said that. Meanwhile, I'm watching this video of her and Ben in the matching outfits walking so fucking slowly just so that they can pose. And these random, who are these random people with them? Like that look like they're in wild, wild country. Like I don't know who they are, but I feel bad for them. They have to walk this slowly because I would lose my mind. Well, um, I also saw like a pep walk of him in the Hamptons with just her kids. He's like walking and then like first he like goes to go in this bookstore and then it's closed and then he walks away and he like leaves the kids like in the dust. (laughs) He's like literally gets in the car. I'm like, wait, no, her children were with you. A white van comes and just picks up the kids and he has no idea. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I think, I mean, it's having the result that she wants because everyone's like, screw you. This is amazing. Exactly. And she had some quote where she was like, I'm actually the happiest I've ever been, which is, you know, right. the famous quote after right. a breakup. Right. Which and maybe she is and I hope she is. But like, this so is you think that's of, the motivation is, is, work. is to get a rod. And then what's Ben's motivation? I mean, he has been writing in forever, right? Yeah, he needs he, he needs, she she is giving him a clout like he is dirtbag status and she's giving him like no he's actually like if if your ex gets back together with you it it may seem like oh you've probably improved yourself so maybe that's his motivation right like i think for the past few years yeah. it's been like oh ben with the tattoo and dropping his dunkin donuts and now it's like yep. ooh, remember when he was hot like you're right and geely 
It has been that. Yeah, Giggity. like he was like a meme for like when you feel exhausted and your life sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now it's like, oh my God, remember this pic of him? Believe in Boston. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I'm happy for them both. This is why I say always that I am very likely to join a cult because I can be convinced in under 30 seconds to completely <laughs> shift my views on something. And that is what is like, just Bakers. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm like, never them. mind. Fuck these motherfuckers. This is the last Benefer segment we'll ever do. Yeah, Benefer more like, <laughs> how could you guys <laughs> lie to us like this? Our, our next, we believe you. Our next Benefer, I hardly knew her segment is just going to be like, why? Why? <laughs> Beth told us what you were trying to convince us of. What you you're trying to kick us, you piece of shit. Um, okay, so let's take a quick commercial okay. break and be back to discuss stalking your crush on the web. Stay tuned. I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. 
Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with True Romance. Now, we asked some of our uh, True Romance followers on Instagram, and that is at True Romance Pod on Instagram, if they had any specific stories from stalking online. Um, some people did think this meant stalking there, in person. There, yes, <laughs> and we're sorry for that confusion. It was left open for interpretation. I didn't see the prompt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was tired when I wrote like, the thing. Is this a true crime podcast? <laughs> Wait, what did it say? Tell us about the craziest times you guys got (laughs) stalked. Hey, anyone been harassed? LOL. Let us know. (laughs) Hey, assault? Is it just me, gals? Am I right or am I right? Assault and harassment. Get at me. (laughs) Fill our inbox. (laughs) Um... No, so we had had a few... I would call them relatable... (laughs) responses one listener commented on a pic at 3 a.m and then realized it was a picture picture taken from 2008 ever been there yes Gals? of course been there of course i have accidentally commented twice before on an old picture once i showed a crush once i showed a friend of mine um the instagram of a crush and we scrolled through to his first picture and she liked it well, that's from my that's account that's not right which is just like real. Like I was like, it, it almost looks like a joke. Well, okay. So the next one is my mom once posted the name of my high school crush <laughs> as her Facebook status instead of searching. Um, and I was just going to say anytime my mom, which is quite often will say like, wait, show me that person's Instagram. Cause she wants to catch up with like someone I went to elementary school with or something. The, the amount that my hands shake, like still holding onto the phone that so that she yeah, doesn't touch, touch the screen. Touch I'm like, anything. don't touch it. Don't, don't. And she'll be like, don't worry. I didn't touch anything. Don't worry. And I'm like, okay, but I really don't trust that. Um, <laughs> she made his picture, your profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing with my sister and I found some guy from high school and it was as if we were trying not to. The hurt locker. It was the hurt locker. It was the Hurt Locker. We were just glazing our fingers softly over the screen, like gently, gently. Next, next photo. photo. Okay, next I know. Photo. It's so hard. Scrolling down. I'm scrolling down now. <laughs> Someone wrote in, not only did I accidentally like a very old picture on my ex's Instagram, but it was of his new GF. Okay. I think that's a power move. I think that yeah, is Yeah, she's a saying good move. for you. She's saying good for you. You look yeah, happy and healthy. Yeah, Recently, I saw that one of my ex's friends had painted a picture of um, us all in our Halloween costumes, and I was in, like, a friend's pick. Everyone was tagged except me because um, I believe the painting was finished after uh, me and my ex broke up. And I was so close to commenting, like, am I dead? (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Am I still here? Why don't I get a tag? Someone painted a picture of all of you? Yeah, they painted a picture based off a photograph. What is the circle you you? I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like actor types. It's like oh. hipster ap- actor types. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't have yeah. any Instagram stories, but one time I wasn't in a painting. 
<laughs> this was in a, a past life during, during the renaissance My era we don't, we don't photograph so uh oh are we only talking about current lives we don't okay. we don't photograph no but we i don't. once was not in a painting um, <laughs> um someone no, wrote it's in, relatable sorry it's relatable no yeah it's totally relatable it's just like when she talks about rye all the time it's like everybody gets it yes thank you okay so final response uh, that we chose, not that this was all we got, because obviously, like, it was overwhelming, the responses we get nonstop, 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 um, was turned him down and still months later, he sends follow requests on all platforms after I declined, which is something I wanted to bring up just because of, I do find that sometimes men are either clueless about, like, social media etiquette surrounding rejection or they just like are trying really hard to act like they can do the scooter bronze wife and immediately go to like being friends because yeah. i have had experiences where i like go on dates with some someone ghosts one guy basically ghosted me but then continued to wa- be like one of the first people to watch all my stories and then would like dm my stories even though he ghosted me via text and i was like I'm so So you think they're acting like they're above it? Like, oh, I don't care, actually. Or Yeah, but I was like, but you ghosted me. Like, what? It just was really odd. Um, And I do find that it seems to be an an area of cluelessness in the online world where it's like, if someone rejects you, probably don't engage on the platforms. I just think it's really funny when guys are are engaging with you after some sort of failed sexual or romantic relationship as if like, well, if we're not going to date, I'd least like to be friends. Like, no, that's what this ghosting person seemed like. And I was like, uh, in what world? Like, we didn't even really get along that well. I just thought we were going to hug up. So I was like, sure, I'll hang out a little bit longer. Um, I have zero interest in even hearing what you have to say. Sometimes I tune out when you're talking. Yeah. As an older, um, as an older woman in the uh, here in we the, go in the business world. Oh, by the way, she flashes her <laughs> engagement ring. Sorry, while no, she's as, a, as a married woman, uh, as a oh, you have something in your eyes that way you're rubbing it with your yeah, left no. hand. <laughs> I was just gonna say I have some, I, I have that similar experience with LinkedIn actually, where like you deny people's requests like several times and they keep adding you. And I actually had this crazy person who like, like wanted a job or something and uh, whatever blocked him actually um and then he like somehow added me again and then messaged me and was like just saw you looked at my profile 10 times in the past week what's up what and i was like (laughs) and so like that like i feel like i was like almost like gaslit and bamboozled into being like did i look at your no like i i I really looked at your profile like i've been i've been hiding in fear what's up yeah (laughs) And so then I wrote back and I was like, hey, no, I haven't. Sorry, you know. And then he Must be a screenshots glitch. of like being like, Elizabeth Cohen, look at your post. Oh, like, did you Photoshop it? Like, I don't know. Another horrible, miserable LinkedIn thing that happened to me one time was that um, I went on a date with someone and I like, it was, this is like early on dating after college. And like, I wasn't like super excited about it at all. But like, of course you like tell your friends at the time, like I'm going on a date and like, this is the person. Da, 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 da. And like, it went like, okay. So I was trying to be like, totally like, mm, yeah, no, nice to meet you. 
And he's like, did you like tell your friends about the date? And I was like, no. And he's like, really? Because six girls from Cornell just looked at my LinkedIn profile. No! <laughs> and I was like, you fucking idiots. Really? You because idiots. your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother all just looked at my LinkedIn profile. Your grandmother just called me. Oh, really? Because yeah. your aunt just endorsed me for public relations skills. <laughs> that oh, is no. so I fucking like, funny. All them like, put all your things on private, you stupid. I'm never I never <laughs> You stupid bitches, you fucking whores. You this was my future. This was my security. No, I mean, I am unendorsing them for friendship, but also I I always wonder if it's true that they can tell, but I guess they really can. Okay, so I wanted to share a story that I probably have um shared on here before, which is that I dated someone who didn't have social media. Yes, it was hard. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's not just hard. It's illegal at this point. It's weird and it's uncomfortable. Flag, yeah. It's truly uncalled for. And um, he had an ex of many years, like a long term ex who he only ever referred to as their first name, which was Sarah, which is obviously a very common name. So I just, there was no way, like, I was like, I want to look her up. Obviously I want to see if she's prettier than me. I want to see if she's more successful than me. Obviously all that stuff's really important, but I couldn't. And then one time I was at a party, um, with his friends and one of his friends referenced the ex and was like, oh yeah, like when Sarah did this and it just flew out of my mouth that I was just like, oh yeah, Sarah, what's her last name? And he was like, a what? Who are you? <laughs> um, but I did get her last name. I did. You're like disguised as a dude hanging out with them. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I was like, bruh. I love bruh. that girl. Saturdays are for what's the boys. Her, uh, but what's her, uh, what's her surname? What's her uh, maiden? <laughs> what's that uh, little maiden? <laughs> what's her mother's maiden? My ma man. Is her mom hot? What's her name? Full name. <laughs> um, anyway. I did find their whole uh, relationship history in Facebook photos. Thank God. I love when you when it's rich, when it's rich like that. Well, also, Devin, you dated someone who was super fit, like was really into working out. Let's yes. just say he was really into Which working is, out. <laughs> let's just leave it at that. And you found out via Facebook that he actually like, I think he used to go to fat camp, right? That he was super overweight. Uh, no, he was. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I found out. <laughs> I found out that he was just like, had been chubby. Um, he didn't go to fat camp. So I don't know, like, really where that came from. She's thinking but, of a movie okay. or something. So sometimes stuff just like comes up and you're like, now I know this thing about you. And are you ever going to tell me that you used to be chubby, which was what the thing in this relationship. So eventually I said something. I felt I had to come clean. And I said, I saw some old photos. Let the rain I said, <laughs> um, no, I said, I saw some old photos and like, you like have lost a lot of weight. Like you were kind of overweight. And he was like, no, I wasn't. And that was kind of it, guys. That was kind of it. Well, Ben didn't tell me when we started dating that he used to have a chin strap. What? Wow. Yeah. Wait, wow. I can't even picture hard. this. No, it was hard. It, that no, is I know. actually wild because <laughs> the size of that chin strap, which is probably what, like a little over an inch, 
that was how close your future oh, came. Oh, yeah. No. So that was as close. If you saw that on Bumble. Oh, my God. No, Hinge. that had been in his profile. This, that could have changed everything. But also, like, he has such he has such a defined angular jaw. I can't imagine. Why would he mess would with that? I don't that? know. I've never gotten a good explanation. And I have pushed. I've been, why? Why would you do that? Why? Why? Talk to me. You can't You're keep hiding this from, from me. me. You can't keep this from me. I want to know. You're Who shaking. You You're this? just pounding your fists against him. <sighs> Look at me. Why did you have a chin strap? I feel like that's, like, that's how, scary. like, really hot girls will get like shave their head or something or like get a really ugly Katy Perry haircut and it's just to be like listen I know the gods blessed me but I'm gonna test their patience right now that was Ben getting the chin scrap okay so I was once stalking this girl that Caroline and Beth both know but I won't be a naming them <laughs> on uh Instagram like deep back in time it was the kind of thing where I was like okay I'm gonna like go back and I just like want to see like what made this person what who they changed? are yeah exactly. like if this was a tv show I would be in the flashbacks right now and I would be understanding what formed them and as I'm stalking I get a notification that she followed me while I was stalking her <gasps> So Yikes. obviously I did accidentally like something. That's such a cool move of her though. To be like, I see so you. So cool. Yeah, it is. Be like, here, yeah, here so, I am. Yeah, you're looking for me, bitch. I'm right ah, here. Yeah. Why don't you say it to my it face? Was really, it was really a good power move. She was one of those people who um, I just could not look away from. Like maybe it was her potential plastic surgery. Maybe it was that she um, spray tanned herself to a unrecognizable, appropriate yes. place. Mm -hmm. And there, I don't know. There's so many reasons, but I could not look away. And it's so funny, like when you get into that relationship with someone where, for instance, today I was in a bad mood earlier today. And so literally to cheer myself up, I was like, I'm going to go look at my my college boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. Yep. Like I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I want to see what she's up to. <laughs> And it's just because these people become like creatures of habit yes. to me. I'm like, I'm going to go see, like, play with my Barbies, a.k.a. like these the girls Tumblr that I used to read every week. Yes. That I used to torture myself with every week. And now that I read purely to keep in touch with what she's been up to, <laughs> see how nursing school is going, you know, like, I really want her to find. I truly want her to find love at this yes. point. Like, I'm rooting for her. And I think it's the same with this girl where at first it was like, wait what is going on here is she okay to the point of like how does this evolve like i'm just staying tuned you know like i just want to know what happens next yeah. so one thing that i didn't know you could stock until recently um is uh venmo yes um, and i actually found out because one of my friends had uh, two of my friends had broken up broke up like a couple of years ago and she sort of openly was like, so then I was stalking his Venmo, found out that he was gave money to an ex-girlfriend of his and as a joke put for nudes on it. So I confronted him on it. And then he said, I'm crazy, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, this situation is absolutely out of control. That being said, thank you for this new outlet <laughs> yes. for me to potentially look at. I have tried to do it. It does not yield any results for me, but it does remind me to put um, private, my shit on private. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And it's just a good reminder for that. No one needs to see me paying any tarot card readers. I know. Right I, yeah, I always stock on Venmo because as I've said, I actually have dated multiple people with no social media. Um, and so it has been my only outfit 
outfit. It has been my only thing to throw on. Sorry, um, no. on the mind. It's sorry, fashion on the brain. <laughs> sorry, you guys ever have fashion on the brain? You know, um, I no, I. It's been my only outlet sometimes. And what I also would suggest in that situation, if you find yourself with Venmo as your only um, spot, you can kind of think back about this person, like who they know, who they're friends with. Find one of those people with a public profile. Go to that person's profile. It's so hard. Check the tagged. Check the hi- story highlights and um, always check the tags. Yeah, just like do some extra investigating. I checked. I found out an ex had been dating someone, and I had seen a picture when I checked the tags before the tags had gotten removed. And so I was like, uh huh. And I was positive I knew who he had been dating. I was just like, oh, it's this girl. It's this girl. To the point where I blocked her, even though I never met her in my life and I had no idea who she was, just to keep myself from like trying to like go in too deep. So then I like meet up with the ex. I find out it was someone completely different. Like I was so ready to be upset and like hurt. And when he dropped a name that I truly never considered, I wasn't even upset because I was so thrown off that like my algorithm hadn't like provided yeah. me with the correct answer that I was just like, oh, 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 well, she actually kind of seems nice. Like I know. So I. I like look at the map that I've been making on my wall being like, when did, <laughs> Where did I, I, when did my calculations go wrong? I mean, it's just an example that we can only get so much information off of that. I also remember during the Facebook days when me and my college boyfriend broke up, I was so mad at him that I would try, I would be, I would like add people from like high school just because remember it would like say like, Carolina is now friends yeah, with Peter Newman. Wow. And I would be like, oh, oh, I hope you don't see this. <laughs> Meanwhile, p- poor Peter Newman from like my water bowl team was like, I guess Carolina's <laughs> reaching out for some me? reason. <laughs> okay, shit. <laughs> Once I, one of my close friends who shall remain nameless was starting to date a guy and it was to date myself. It was right when videos posting videos came out on Instagram. Like you could suddenly post videos and it would say like how many views you had. Yeah. And so she was backstalking him and she had watched a video, but suddenly she was like, wait, does it tell you who watches your video? Like, does it Mm. say who watches it the same way it says who likes it? So as a test, we decided to post a video <laughs> of someone like I had a video of someone else we know, like someone else we knew's dog. Like I was like, oh, I'll, I'll post a picture of a video of so and so's dog and then I'll see if you view it. Planning to immediately delete the video. So I post a random video of a dog doing nothing with like no caption and just to see. And I was like, oh, I can't tell who viewed it. And then the person who owned the dog commented and was like, oh, so cute. So then I had to leave. I was like, now I have to leave it up because I can't explain that. Like, I only use this to, like, find out if you can, like, see. Oh, you must have really loved my dog. So I was like, she thinks I just posted this with no caption randomly weeks later after I took the video. Um, So that was uh, that's how good of a friend I am. I'm just trying to say. There's also been a lot of like fits and starts and rumors about like if you're going to ever be able to tell us when screenshots your Instagram stories. stories. But they yes. never like I thought I read that they were like piloting that at one point. Yes, they were. So scary. Because that's what they had on I Snapchat. Would be you could tell. I would be devastated. I would be devastated and it would just would be, be devastated. It would just be like so many people who thought one thing would suddenly know another. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I would, uh, everyone who thought I was a friend would know I was actually secretly screenshotting. 
Yes. Okay, have you ever thought that? I've always, because we obviously send each other so many Instagram stories from other people that we're making fun of, that I'm always like, if someone is using my Instagram, there must be some time when I posted something stupid that people are like, can you believe this dumb bitch? What was that one story of Carolina's we were talking about? That's like, yeah, yeah, yes. And when you do that, and then we screenshot it. No, no, they have. I promise you they have. (laughs) I, uh, my friend had a really close call because she is in a group chat about one of her coworkers who's in a really obnoxious relationship. So they'll always like send each other the Instagram stories of this like couple of fawning over each other and being like overly sexual and like romantic, whatever. And someone sent one to her and she accidentally responded to the story, uh, the actual no. story this guy had posted instead of the group no. chat on Instagram. And the story, that is but, so easy but, to do, though. That is like yes. they really it is it really, so really, really easy to do. I've yeah. done it before. I mean, thankfully, it's been like nice things um, because I'm like, I'm like a good fucking person. <laughs> but no, I've <laughs> but she responded just I can't. Oh, and so it sounded, and he was like, "I know, but I'm so in love." Oh my and god! She was like, no, I know it's no, so cute no. to watch. And then she was like, "You guys have no idea. You don't know what has occurred, and you never will." I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but... 
you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Well, I wanted to say for the scrolling aspect of this episode, which looking back, maybe we didn't have to include because we do have uh, almost an hour of content already about just stalking. But I did want to talk about, first of all, the fact that I am so addicted to TikTok, as I've said on this podcast. I used to think like TikTok, TikTok, not for me, just for the kids. I don't even really care. Wait, what? I don't get it. I don't get the songs. I don't get the bits. I wake up with TikTok in my eyeballs and I sit there and I scroll for an hour every morning. Easily. Hours at night. And I just, I laugh, I cry. I feel so much pure joy. I can't even begin to tell you. I, I honestly think like the difference between TikTok and Instagram is that when I scroll through Instagram, I leave thinking my life is shit. Yeah. I'm ugly. I hate myself. The world is unfair. When I scroll through TikTok, I leave with a renewed hope in humanity, a mm-hmm. renewed a renewed trust in what this world has to offer and just joy. It's just joy. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say. I don't know. You must not be on the what I eat in the day TikTok then because that's not always pure joy for me. <laughs> Wait, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, I've somehow been targeted by what I eat in the day. And I'm like, you do only that. No, no, no. (laughs) It was like the pro Anna sites I used to go on as a kid. Yeah. I can't believe I really needed some parental guidelines. (laughs) I am constantly scrolling. I feel like since my surgery, like since I like just not a lot's going on, my Instagram usage has gone way up. I usually try to only do like 45 minutes a day and then cut myself off. Of all scrolling of everything? What do you mean? 45 minutes of what? 45 minutes of just like me, like on Instagram. Like I only do for, is that a lot? Beth, I think this is maybe like one of those things where she has like a public persona that she wants people to believe in. And then like, it's not who she really is. It's one of those things. Okay. Cause you can actually tell on Instagram how many minutes a day you do. So, uh, (laughs) I'd like you to pull that up and send me a screenshot. Cause she is, it's always active within the last five minutes. Oh my gosh. What is lay your weapons down? (laughs) You thought just cause you're recovering from major surgery. Okay, my daily average is 56 minutes. Oh, guys. What? I got something to tell you. Did you beat me? 32 minutes. What? Oh, my God. It's because, guys, it's just because I'm only on TikTok. If if TikTok has this, <gasps> I probably have a way higher average. Oh, my Let's God. See. Okay, you can set a time limit for yourself. I don't want to say mine because I it's been sullied by the past week at home. Say what it is. Say what it is. It was, it was in fact one hour and 38 minutes. I'm not happy about that, but it's just, it is what it is. I am who I am. And it's, you know, been a hobby of mine since coming home. The other weekend I was on a little zoom with uh, a couple of these gals, Beth and Carolina sobbing. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And, um, 
I then, you know, without thinking, I get home, I throw up a little candid selfie from the day, throw a little Paris filter on it, beaming, smiling, joy, post it to my story. And then later that night, I, I really found myself thinking, as Carrie Bradshaw might say. I couldn't help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder if I'm posting a smiling, beaming, joyful photo on the day that I was sobbing to my friends for hours upon hours. It's all a lie. Much like Benifer, as as Beth pointed out, I think it's all a lie. And it is. as you guys might point out, similar to the Benifer situation, maybe this is a really obvious thing. And I'm just starting to realize it. I don't know. The funny thing is I don't even register that anymore. Like, I don't even register like, oh, I know that person is actually going through it, but they're posting a picture of them smiling. I think it is just this like facade. I've definitely done that more time, like so many times just with like my PTSD, like I regularly would like cry and then be like later, just completely in a different mood. Like I want to post yeah. something because my um, moods could just change like that. And I just didn't even really think about it. Beth, any, any final thoughts on stalking and scrolling? Don't do it. <laughs> did you, did you, you obviously stalked Ben. No, before no, you I did. I mean, I him, knew right? every single thing about him before we met to the point where like, I think I remember like a few, maybe, I don't know how many dates in where he's like, what's your last name, by the way? Like, I want to change your, your, oh no, you were like, like, I want to change my contact from Beth Bumble. I'm like, oh yeah, I should change yours from Bumble Boy too. What's Meanwhile, yours? Like, I already knew. You have a social. Yeah, no, I knew every, I knew his, I knew his, weight and height from his baseball profile I knew his sure. ex-girlfriend's name Love. so then like little things of like oh my mom lives in like yeah Florida mm. you're, you're, my sister lives in DC uh-huh yeah she's married okay um so he's yeah, like no. every Easter I visit my great aunts and you're like grave in um yes. the national cemetery <laughs> in Virginia but I yes played it very very cool so he definitely didn't know <laughs> um I also remember I've done the exact picking, same thing and this is like a horrible thing but it's just all part of the stalking process but I remember my friends in college would like also Zillow like the family's house <laughs> yes I just realized you could do this and it it is a joy yeah, it is a joy fun. of my just, life you know. being like what's your address um and so one of my friends was dating this guy and she like that so she had gone beyond Zillowing his parents' house and then was Zillowing his ex-girlfriend's parents' house and then like also had pulled up her like high school yearbook editor or like page and so then he like came over to study with her and then like caught her on her <gasps> safari like with these tabs open no and then she had to like somehow address like that's why so she, brutal yeah no it was it was dark so you know I learned from that you know never never leave the tabs open and um, clear your history because if you oh, click in like yeah like the yeah, twitter search bar name, facebook like yeah then yeah. the name immediately comes up I um my guy friend once we were going on my computer to see something and he saw that my Apple books uh, page was opened and I was looking to maybe purchase a book called why men love bitches. <laughs> and he was like, this is far too real. <laughs> like I'm so sorry. And you're like, friend. Oh, it was a joke. Well, I friend. don't give a fuck. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Oh, I think I was, uh, gosh, I was advertising of, these days. Uh, it's just advertising. So Oh my God, the the advertising industry is so corrupt that they really think women like stuff like this. I would never. Pathetic. That's pathetic. <laughs> um, no final thoughts, but I do think that both of you guys made very profound points about comparing 
what your reality is to someone else's perceived reality through Instagram because it is easy to be like, I'm not there in my life. I'm not, you know, whether it's engaged or having a baby or this or that. It's like, it can, it can be really, it can put you in such a dark place for no reason, you know? So I think if I didn't think Ben would be judged for me not having social media, which he would be, right? He would I would be. consider deleting my Instagram. I, someone posted something on Instagram recently that I really liked where they said like, they, it was Jen Atkin, the celebrity hairstylist who wrote a book. And she said basically that nobody, po- everyone posts their, their milestones. Nobody posts like their trials they're going through. Well, and when right. they do, it's so annoying. Like it's like, over the top. Just, yeah. doing doing real, just doing a real <laughs> Instagram of a hard day. This is me crying. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. It's so annoying when people are posting like, um, just having another hard day. Really want to connect with you guys. Anyone out there who's having a hard day, like I see you, I'm with you. Yes. Like I, but yeah, I, I feel like, like for instance, with my career, like I get so jealous whenever I see people posting like things from deadline being like, oh my God, can't wait for this. And it's like their TV show coming out. But I'm like, they won't post like, oh, I'm writing version 60 of my script and it's been three right. years. And, like, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. So I feel like that's helpful for me to remember that, like, oh, yeah, you're sharing the parts that are good. That It's helpful to remember, but then, like, why do I even tempt myself? Because then it's like I always have to get myself there, you know, when it's like, yeah. Oh, you know? totally. No. Why am I? I'm I'm literally setting up, up myself to get upset. Yeah. For an hour and 38 minutes every day. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to log off now. <laughs> She's got to get this her scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get back She's, on my app her thumb right now is doing like the phantom scroll thing we just can't see I know, it from the Instagram camera. is like no more stories there are no more stories well I just want to say that you gals get me through all the times that I don't post on Instagram and I really can't even describe how lucky I am that you guys are my friends and yes I'm being sincere even though I just bullied Carolina for an hour and a half I really want to say that you both did. <laughs> no, respond to the nice thing I said. Respond to only the nice thing. Getting together with Devin and Beth that I will eat my fair share of shit and that I just have to know that. And it's worth it because I love them both so much. And they truly are two of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I just know that I am going to get arrested. Carolina, I think you are so special. I'm just kidding. I think you're so strong for going through your surgery. And please brush your hair. Thank you. <laughs> when does the doctor say you can brush your hair again? Yeah, you no, maybe no, no, ask no. next time. I don't think that honestly has any negative interaction. So, um, yeah, no, but seriously, you're the best friend. But brush it. Just brush it. No, but I'm I am so happy. And I, oh. I love hanging out with you guys. You're both the best friends. Um, you can make fun of me. You just aren't very good at it. That's true. That is, that is true. It's hard. You guys can make fun of me, but I'm fragile, so just be careful. Um, okay, well, listeners, we're going to end on that joke that I just told that fell completely <laughs> flat. And thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll tune in again. <laughs> we both just looked worried. Like, oh. We'll catch you we next will time. We'll catch you right? next She's time. Kind of. Okay, love you guys. Okay, bye. bye. Love you guys. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance.
Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.